2 Samuel chapter 12 Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and when he arrived, he said, There were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a great number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one small ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food and drank from his cup. It slept in his arms and was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, who refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for his guest. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. Because he has done this thing and has shown no pity, he must pay for the lamb four times over. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah, and if that was not enough, I would have given you even more. Why then have you despised the command of the Lord by doing evil in his sight? You put Uriah the Hittite to the sword and took his wife as your own, for you have slain him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house, because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house. Before your very eyes I will take your wives and give them to another, and he will lie with them in broad daylight." You have acted in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. The Lord has taken away your sin, Nathan replied. You will not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord, the son born to you will surely die. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had borne to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the boy. He fasted and went into his house and spent the night lying in sackcloth on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him to help him up from the ground, but he was unwilling and would not eat anything with them. On the seventh day, the child died. But David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Look, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he would not listen to us. So how can we tell him the child is dead? He may even harm himself. When David saw that his servants were whispering to one another, he perceived that the child was dead. So he asked his servants, Is the child dead? He is dead, they replied. Then David got up from the ground washed and anointed himself, changed his clothes, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request they set food before him, and he ate. What is this you have done? his servants asked. While the child was alive you fasted and wept, but when he died you got up and ate. David answered, While the child was alive I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let him live. But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I'll go to him, but he will not return to me. 
Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her. So she gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. Now the Lord loved the child and sent word through Nathan the prophet to name him Jedidiah because the Lord loved him. Meanwhile, Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and captured the royal fortress. Then Joab sent messengers to David to say, I have fought against Rabbah and have captured the water supply of the city. Now therefore, assemble the rest of the troops, lay siege to the city, and capture it. Otherwise, I will capture the city, and it will be named after me. So David assembled all the troops and went to Rabbah, and he fought against it and captured it. Then he took the crown from the head of their king. It weighed a talent of gold and was set with precious stones, and it was placed on David's head. And David took a great amount of plunder from the city. David brought out the people who were there and put them to work with saws, iron picks, and axes. And he made them work at the brick kilns. He did the same to all the Ammonite cities. Then David and all his troops returned to Jerusalem. Chapter 13 After some time, David's son Amnon fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of David's son Absalom. Amnon was sick with frustration over his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed implausible for him to do anything to her. Now Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, the son of David's brother Shimea. Jonadab was a very shrewd man, so he asked Amnon, Why are you, the son of the king, so depressed morning after morning? Won't you tell me? Amnon replied, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab told him, Lie down on your bed and pretend you are ill. When your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare it in my sight so I may watch her and eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and feigned illness. When the king came to see him, Amnon said, Please let my sister Tamar come and make a couple of cakes in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent word to Tamar at the palace, Please go to the house of Amnon, your brother, and prepare a meal for him. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon, who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked them. Then she brought the pan and set it down before him, but he refused to eat. Send everyone away, said Amnon, and everyone went out. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom so that I may eat from your hand. Tamar took the cake she had made and went to her brother Amnon's bedroom, and when she had brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her and said, Come, lie with me, my sister. No, my brother, she cried, do not humiliate me, for such a thing should never be done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. Where could I ever take my shame? And you would be like one of the fools in Israel. Please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. But Amnon refused to listen to her, and being stronger, he violated her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated Tamar with such intensity that his hatred was greater than the love he previously had. Get up, he said to her. Be gone. No, she replied. Sending me away is worse than this great wrong you've already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. Instead, he called to his attendant and said, Throw this woman out and bolt the door behind her. So Amnon's attendant threw her out and bolted the door behind her. Now Tamar was wearing a robe of many colors, because this was what the king's virgin daughters wore. 
And Tamar put ashes on her head and tore her robe. And putting her hand on her head, she went away crying bitterly. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has your brother Amnon been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar lived as a desolate woman in the house of her brother Absalom. When King David heard all this, he was furious. And Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad, because he hated Amnon for disgracing his sister Tamar. Two years later, when Absalom's sheep shearers were at Baal Hazor near Ephraim, he invited all the sons of the king, and he went to the king and said, Your servant has just hired shearers. Will the king and his servants please come with me? No, my son, the king replied. We should not all go, or we would be a burden to you. Although Absalom urged him, he was not willing to go, but gave him his blessing. If not, said Absalom, please let my brother Amnon go with us. Why should he go with you? the king asked. But Absalom urged him, so the king sent Amnon and the rest of his sons. Now Absalom had ordered his young men, Watch Amnon, until his heart is merry with wine, and when I order you to strike Amnon down, you are to kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So Absalom's young men did to Amnon just as Absalom had ordered. Then all the other sons of the king got up, and each one fled on his mule. While they were on the way, a report reached David. Absalom has struck down all the sons of the king. Not one of them is left. Then the king stood up, tore his clothes, and lay down on the ground, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. But Jonadab, the son of David's brother Shimea, spoke up. My lord must not think they've killed all the sons of the king, for only Amnon is dead. In fact, Absalom has planned this since the day Amnon violated his sister Tamar. So now, my lord the king, do not take to heart the report that all the sons of the king are dead. Only Amnon is dead. Meanwhile, Absalom had fled. When the young man standing watch looked up, he saw many people coming down the road west of him along the side of the hill. And the watchman went and reported to the king, I see men coming from the direction of Heronium, along the side of the hill. So Jonadab said to the king, Look, the sons of the king have arrived. It is just as your servant said. And as he finished speaking, the sons of the king came in, wailing loudly. Then the king and all his servants also wept very bitterly. Now Absalom fled and went to Talmai, son of Amihud, the king of Jeshur. But David mourned for his son every day. After Absalom had fled and gone to Jeshur, he stayed there three years, and King David longed to go to Absalom, for he had been consoled over Amnon's death.